0: welcome back to another episode of beards of prey where we try to bridge the gap first and foremost peace be upon you wherever you may be so to start things off today let's talk about a piece of good news inspiring stories this happened a couple of weeks ago in calgary canada there was a group of sikh men taking a walk for those of you who don't know sikhism is a religion in which men wear a turban. So these men were walking. And if we've been following the news for the past couple of weeks, there's been a lot of turmoil in France with Muslims, unfortunately. A lot of uh, unfortunate events have happened. And France in general has a rough history when it comes to Muslims. And, you know, they have colonized North Africa for a while. And in the past few years, we have seen several terrorist attacks done by Muslims in the country. They also have laws in place banning religious symbols, including the hijab, in certain places. So the situation, I would say, is already a bit fragile. But this kind of stuff isn't really new in the world in general, you know. A couple of years ago, there was even a city councillor in a small city in Quebec in Canada who had said that she went to the doctor and the doctor was wearing the scarf. And she said that, if I'm not mistaken, had it not been an emergency, she would have refused to be served by a woman in a scarf. And I also heard an interview, again in Quebec, Canada, in which a man was saying that we should refuse to be served by any cashier or any employee that's wearing a scarf because these are against our values. So, unfortunately, for a long time now, women who wear scarves have been a target. Uh, So this sign banning women who wear scarves in france from entering the store is not that surprising last year i believe also there was a sporting goods store in france that had released a sports hijab and even that action received a lot of backlash people were saying that people protested against it so i think it's funny that the target of these people are always women who wear scarves you know even if you're against islam even if you're against muslims There are so many things they can target, but they choose to target women wearing scarves and often they'll choose to target women who are more vulnerable. So there's been cases of people who will assault or attack a woman with her children or a woman who is pregnant. And it's funny, it's ironic that, you know, historically, we see that men have been guilty of oppression. And now again, history is repeating itself and they're choosing vulnerable people to attack. You know, there was even a couple of years ago, not specifically about hijab, but And there was someone who had published brochures that said, punish Muslim day. And they had published a point system that said that if you do this action against Muslim, you'll get this many points and et cetera. To me, I think living, not even 2020, but even just living in the past 30, 40 years, 50 years, for me, it's incredibly mind boggling to believe that these kinds of things still exist, that someone can be so cold hearted. I just mentioned last week also that Muhammad Ali, after he came back an Olympic champion to America, he wasn't able to eat in the restaurant of his choice because of the segregation laws. And even today, we can see many examples of people of color being profiled, especially when it comes to black people in America. You know, you can, if you just Google it, you'll see that black people have had the cops called on them for almost everything, for walking in the park, for having barbecues, for having coffee, um, for trying to sell a house. Like, you know, honestly, it's insane that People can be so easily profiled that they want to ban someone from certain services just because they may have a different lifestyle or a different point of view than they do. And this goes back to the topic at hand that just because someone is different does not mean that you should put them in a different category or that you should treat them differently. Back to segregation, there's a really good book that I recommend called Born a Crime. It's written by Trevor Noah, the current host of The Daily Show, who was born in South Africa and he was born to a black mother and a white father and he says um that his birth was a crime hence the title of the book that back then in the 80s because of apartheid and segregation laws the people and black people weren't allowed to have relationships and he mentions a very sad but kind of funny story also in which his dad wanted to open a restaurant and according to the law he had to have four different bathrooms for black people for white people for mixed people and for Indian people. And and then he actually had to have eight bathrooms because he had to have one for men and one for women. So in the same location, in the same restaurant, he was expected according to the law to have eight different bathrooms because um, people of different color weren't able to use the same services. And this is in the eighties, you know, 30 years ago, 35 years ago. And you know, this is exactly what we've been trying to achieve recently, that our differences are not a source of disagreement. And that even if we do disagree, that shouldn't stop us from being friendly and kind to one another. So it comes back to the same question, that why do we feel that we're at ends if we are different? Why do we feel that we can't be on the same side if we're different? Why is it that if I, as a shopkeeper, as a store owner, why do I feel that everyone who enters my store must have the exact same opinion and views and must follow the same values as I do you know if my values aren't hurting anybody if I'm not infringing upon the rights of anybody else then I should be free to have my values and to live as I want to live I know in my personal life also I have these discussions often with people about religion and race and all this so it's nothing new to me but I just ask myself the question always that why do we try to impose our views on other people and you know me as a Muslim people will often say to me that Muslims want to take over muslims want to come and conquer these countries and they want to impose their laws so the first thing that i tell people is that do you know how laws are formed even if we suppose that tomorrow a big majority of the people of canada or america or whatever become muslim the laws aren't just going to change overnight there's a system of government and law in place established to pass laws and it's a complicated process so even if someone wanted to change a law it wouldn't just happen with the snap of a finger There's a big process behind it. And I find it funny. You know, it's very ironic that, and I actually had this discussion about this recently, what's the difference between trying to take over through religion or through secularism? So today, people will be like, we don't want to hear about your religion. We don't want to hear about your faith. And this is not just with Islam. People will say that, I don't want to see anything regarding Christianity or Judaism or whatever in public. Keep your faith at home it's to the point where they'll say they're offended by religion. They're offended by seeing an open action of religion in public. And it's funny because these same people, especially with what's happening in France, these same people will say that they have the right to offend and they have the right to draw pictures of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and they have the right to mock faith. And my response to these people is, go for it, bro. Like, I don't care if you do, but it's just funny that you're talking about Having the right to offend, but you're offended when someone talks about religion, and often it's not even in a mocking way. Someone will just openly declare something about faith, or someone will talk about having an interfaith conference to build bridges with people, and people will get angry and say, Keep your faith at home. So, why the double standard? Why do you demand the right to mock others, but then why are you offended? when people may do certain actions that aren't even intended to offend. I hope I'm making my point clear. It makes sense in my head, but often when I articulate, it may be confusing. And it's also funny that sometimes people will say that these examples of human rights being violated only happen in third world countries. It doesn't happen much where we live and stuff. But this stuff that I'm talking about is happening here in our so-called developed world. So it's kind of sad that for all the advancement we've had, For everything we've accomplished, some of us still can't serve a person who thinks or dresses or acts differently than we do. I'm reminded of an example from the life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him. During the Battle of Badr, which was basically the first battle between his Muslims and the enemy. His enemy came to get water from a well which was defended by the Muslim army. And initially, the soldiers did not allow the enemy to take the water. But the prophet, when he found out, he said to take the water and go. So we should remember, this is an example for us, that we aren't, you know, thankfully today, we aren't enemies. We aren't trying to kill one another. Everyone wants to live together. Everyone wants to live in their own world, live peacefully. So we shouldn't care how certain people dress. We shouldn't care how certain people think. I'm not here today to argue for or against a will. I'm just here to say that we should stop bringing this stuff on the table and focus on what really matters because there are actual issues that women face that are much more important like abuse and assault and intimidation all these things that still exist you know i run regularly and i am sometimes on running forums online who have said multiple accounts of women and obviously said that they go running alone and they've had situations in which they were scared for their lives they had situations in which random guys approached them and made them feel awkward so these are the things that we actually have to work on the way a woman dresses or the way even a person dresses is their matter. So these debates of people further oppressing women for their choice of clothing and attire take away from the actual debate of how we can protect and defend the rights of women. And I'm not saying that there aren't cases of Muslim women who are being abused, who are being forced to wear the veil. Of course there are. And we should also fight for them. But the real goal is not to ban certain things. The real goal is to encourage the freedom to choose. and to give the woman that freedom, is forcing her to dress a certain way. The only time she would feel free is when she leaves her home, when she goes to work or school or whatever. So now she goes to work and she goes to school and she's being abused over there too by people who don't understand her struggle. So basically she's getting abused inside and outside of her home. So she has no refuge. So the real way to tackle this abuse is not by banning certain things, it's by engaging in conversation. So segregation, as we've seen, is still a big deal. People will deny others services because of how they appear. So my question to ourselves today is that how can we call ourselves human but distinguish our service? I've come across different groups that will say that we're only trying to help people of a certain color or people of a certain faith. Are service isn't universal and i think that is also super whack because our compassion cannot be limited or divisive you know we as muslims we believe that god one of his names is Rahman, which means the gracious which means that he gives without distinction he gives without asking and he gives to all creatures and this is what we should emulate muslim or not i'm not here to preach what we believe or don't believe is a matter of the heart but if someone comes to us for help If we think for a second whether we should help them or not, based on how they look, then we have a problem and we are messed up. So our compassion, our service should never have any limitations, should never have any kind of distinction. So what I'm saying is, at the end, let's not try to be like the people who encourage segregation based on discrimination. Let's not repeat the crimes of our past. Let's celebrate our diversity. Let's fight for each other's rights to believe. And let's call out bigotry whenever we see it in all of its forms. And one thing that I forgot to say, which also was messed up, is that online this picture actually had a fair bit of support. There were comments that said that this person is just doing what everyone thinks, and that this person is just taking a stance against the Muslims, or that this person is doing us a service. And it's often like this, unfortunately, a lot of people who are guilty of hate crimes often have a network of support online. And so we need to be louder than the haters and we need to be more supportive of one another and make more noise so that our noise our good noise can drown out their negative noise so in the end i want to the actual end now i want to mention just a quote by the prime minister of canada justin trudeau which he said in 2015 when he won the election for and then he became prime minister he said that we know in our bones that canada was built by people from all corners of the world who worship every faith, who belong to every culture, who speak every language. So us, this is not only for Canadians, but since I live in Canada, that's why I'm quoting my Prime Minister. But humans, what we should say is humans belong to every culture, every faith, every language, and we all bleed red. And so we should fight for one another. This is, according to our Muslim belief, this is also a type of jihad, this is how we strive to become better. And this is how we strive in general, whether we're Muslim or not, this is how we will become better when we speak up for one another and fight for one another. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you very much for listening. Feel free to share this. Feel free to comment, and feel free to reach out to us at beardsofpray at gmail.com. Pray with Nate. So have an excellent week and peace be upon you. Asalamu alaikum.